We're going to now have a chat with another finalist for the Gourmet Traveller Wine Winemaker of the Year, uh, and it's Kevin Bell from Hurley Vineyard. Good morning to you, Kevin. Good morning, Simon. How are you? Going well, thank you. Uh, congratulations on the nomination. Yes, thank you very much. I'm, I'm very pleased. There's a fine group of winemakers, and to be uh, one of them is, um, is an honour indeed. Yes. Uh, and it's not the only honour you've uh, you've got. Uh, I noticed the uh, the AM at the end of your name, Kevin, <laughs> member of the Order. <laughs> That's true. I am a member of the Order of Australia. I, I received that um, that honour. Oh, gee, I think 2017, uh, in view of my contribution to the community through native title, human rights. That's the legal side of my career, mm. Simon. Uh, I have I have two two two. Uh, strands to my bow as it were. One is the uh, legal work I've done uh, over, over the last 40 years and the other is the winemaking uh, that I've done over the last 25. So I would have thought with your legal career you might have uh, had the odd nice bottle of red or something. Uh, <laughs> I have Maybe an I uncle have. who's in the, in the game and he certainly enjoys his, uh, his wine. Yes, that's true. Uh, I plead guilty <laughs> and ask for mercy. Yeah, excellent. Um, so you were or still are a justice of the Supreme Court? No, I was I was a judge of the Supreme Court of Victoria for 15 years from 2005 to earlier this year. Yep. Uh, in that time, I worked in all divisions of the court, but uh, in particular um, uh, human rights and criminal law and what we call administrative law, which is government government law. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I felt that I had uh, made a strong contribution to the court, and, and I, I think others do too. But I believe that uh, at 65 I had uh, time left uh, for another stage of my working life, so I decided to leave the court. Mm-hmm. And shortly after that I was appointed to be a professor uh, in law at, um, at Monash University and the new director of the Caston Centre for Human Rights Law. So uh, here I am. I'm, I'm teaching uh, international human rights law to uh, 220 students and in, dis- in Indigenous rights, and I'm heading up a, uh, a really good human rights research centre as well. Oh, oh. The, your hands are full. My uh, hands are full. <laughs> That's right. So, um, <laughs> they were very full yesterday because I started uh, the process of, of racking by gravity our 2019 wines, which are still in, in barrel. Our wines spent about 20 months in barrels. So okay. this time of year was racking, a racking time, and it takes about a day to set up for gravity racking, and I did that all yesterday mm-hmm. and enjoyed it uh, enormously. Yeah, and so you've... Uh, so uh, it's obviously, yeah, there's lots to do, and there would have been some pruning around um, in recent months. Yes, too, yes, weeks, yeah. yes, there is, and we... we we have uh, had a retrofitting program here at Hurley Vineyard. Uh, we've got about nine acres under vine, and, and I've been lowering the vines and interplanting the vines. Uh, that process takes time, and uh, I've got an excellent team of, uh, of, of pruners here whom I've trained myself, uh, and they, I like to prune when the, the, the vines are absolutely dormant in the middle of winter. Uh, which was about two weeks ago, and, and we did uh, our pruning at exactly that time. And I, I was walking our dogs in the vineyard just a couple of hours ago, actually, and remarked to myself just how, how good uh, the vines look at the moment. They mm. really do. And I'm really looking forward to Bud Burst in, uh, in you know, a month or two's time and thereafter vintage. Yeah. So you're, you're located at Belnaring? We are. We are in the 
the lower, the, the foothills, as they say, uh, of the Mornington Peninsula. If you conceive of, uh, say, Main Ridge and, and Red Hill as being uh, in, the, uh, in, the, in the upper area with an altitude of about 300 metres, uh, we're in the lower side uh, with an altitude of about 90 metres. Uh, but unusually for this area, the soil, the soil of Hurley Vineyard is, is red and stony. Uh, it's a little volcanic outcrop mm-hmm. uh, that has um, protruded up uh, in the surrounding landscape uh, and provided uh, the most beautiful terroir. Uh, our property faces north and east and slopes in those directions and, you know, that's just about as good as it gets from, uh, from a viticultural point of view. So we're, we're very, very fortunate. Uh, and uh, yeah, we we had a chat um, a couple of weeks ago with uh, with Kathleen Queerly, uh, and she uh, was my, my good friend and neighbour. <laughs> oh, good. around the corner. Oh, yep. good. Yeah, and she the was two families had a lot of had a lot to do with each other. We oh, we good. we swap wine and we swap we swap uh, equipment and we swap stories and we swap support. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, that's good. Yeah, because she was running through the um, the she's got a number of different blocks that she has. You know. Based on, on soil profiles yes. and things. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, so, uh, so you tell us a little bit about your, you know, the wines that you you sort of decided once you, you know, went into you really had this passion for winemaking. You know, yes. the, the wines that you wanted to to make and and what what sort of inspired you and and that sort of thing. The uh, the, the the wines. We wanted to make work with Pinot Noir. We, Trish and I have always uh, loved wine, and we went on a grand tour in 1978 through various wine regions in Australia for a good six weeks, uh, and that really cemented our, uh, our our partnership, as it were, uh, at a number of levels, actually, <laughs> um, in terms of our relationship, but also in terms of our, of our interest in wine. But it was not for uh, 20 years or so, um, or maybe 15, after that, that we decided that we really did want to establish a vineyard. And by that time, we had uh, our palace had gone south, as it were, and we'd really um, committed ourselves to Pinot Noir as being the, our, our wine style of choice. Uh, it was then a question of, of where to make the wine, having chosen the variety uh, and uh, being committed to, to making it well. Uh, and after a couple of years, we ended up on the morning to Peninsula in this property which I've described. Mm. Uh, my inspiration uh, is definitely Burgundy. Uh, I, I'm certainly not trying to make uh, Burgundian wine because one can only do that in Burgundy. And yeah. I'm on the morning to Peninsula and we have our own uh, specific attributes. Uh, but for me, the language of wine is, is quintessentially French and, and, and uh, Burgundian in particular. Uh, and I shamelessly say that uh, I try to speak that language in the same way I'm speaking English to you right now. <laughs> uh, we've inherited English from the old world, and I shamelessly speak that language now, but with my own accent. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I would use that analogy to describe my, um, my, my interest and inspiration in the grape wines of Burgundy and uh, how we can bring uh, that, that specific language here in order to uh, express our own particular terroir. And I, I think we have done that, uh, and uh, that, that, that doesn't mean that our wines are to be compared with the, with the great wines of Burgundy, but I, 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 like to, I like to think that we're speaking in the same language. Mm. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, I mean, it, it, you're right. It's 
the uh, there's no way to to replicate a site and and look, no. that's you know your what Bill Naring is different to Gippsland, for instance, and Absolutely. and different yep. to Tassie, and um, yep. you know yep. you, you may all put the same clone in, and it will perform completely differently. And, and well, I, I know result. I know that I know that I have um, I've visited, as you can well imagine, yeah. you know, hundreds of vineyards, and I've tasted wine in barrel and in bottle from the same clone mm. uh, that I have here, and uh, I can see immediately that particular clones express differently in in different places. Uh, and that just all adds to the interest uh, that making Pinot Noir uh, brings. Uh, and of all the varieties, Pinot is uh, is one that reacts highly specifically uh, to the uh, to the to, to the climate, to the mesoclimate of, of, of a particular vineyard. Mm-hmm. Um, so your uh, so the, the vineyard name was interesting. Uh, how yes. you came to that? Tell us a little bit about that story. Well, the Hurleys are a very interesting family. Uh, they came from Ireland in 1865. Uh, the, uh, they, sadly, they left their eldest uh, son with, a, with an aunt. Um, but William and Johanna Hurley uh, came here and then produced 11 children um, in the cottage that is now my office, uh, from which I'm speaking to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're uh, famous people in the... Uh, in the Monica Peninsula and beyond because they were very hard-working people who selected the land uh, around here. I'm on the homestead block. It was a classic uh, 400 acres, which was the amount that back in those days one could access if you could fence the land and you could work the land and you got it for virtually free. Mm-hmm. This was in the early days of colonisation of, um, of, of this area. So the squatters came first, they came next, uh, and established themselves here. Um, the traditional owners of this country are the Boonwurrung, uh, Indigenous peoples, mm-hmm. uh, of whom there are still very many in the local area. Uh, but of course, they were cut out of the action by this process, but nonetheless, the uh, Hurleys were honest, hard-working pro- people, and I wanted to uh, continue their good name because, after all, uh, I was just a latecomer uh, to the land that they had built up, uh, and... I, I really do owe them a great debt because they they um, they placed the cottage on the high part of the land facing uh, north and east, which is uh, the best place for a vineyard. So it turned out that the, the homestead block where the cottage is is that block which is the best for a vineyard in any event. Mm. Uh, they're well known in the local community. There are two streets named after them. Uh, one of the houses in the local school is named after them. Um, and I have uh, uh, a new a new vineyard I've planted um, with out with uh, Pomar, Clone Pomar, uh, 2,000 square uh, metres, a true half acre. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to call that vineyard Johanna uh, because uh, I consider that, uh, that she was a remarkable woman uh, who held together a family, bearing uh, 11 children uh, in a cottage with an earthen floor uh, in which they cooked in an open fire. Uh, and created um, a, a family in the community, and I think that's a remarkable achievement for anybody. So I've decided mm. uh, with my wife, Tricia, to call the, uh, this, this new vineyard Johanna. Mm. Oh, good story. I like it. Uh, we can, in normal times, we can visit you, can't we, for, uh, to the cellar door? Yes and no. We, right. um, because we have... Uh, Tricia is a barrister, and I, I, of course, have got uh, commitments. We, we can't open any more than once a month. Okay. Uh, so we open uh, one 
we open one weekend a month, being the first month of the uh, first full weekend uh, of the month. But of course, at the moment in Victoria, I'm not mm. sure where, yeah, where I'm, you're. I'm in Victoria in. too. Yeah. All right. Well, commiserations. <laughs> um, uh, we we have uh, been uh, holed up here uh, for a very long time and expected to be here for some time still. And of course, can't have visitors at the moment. Mm. But generally, yes. Uh, and otherwise, the you, you, your wines are available online. So the, just give us the website. Yeah, well, it's just Hurley Vineyard, www.hurleyvineyard.com.au, um, and they are. Garamond is sold out. Uh, but the other, the uh, Lodestone and Homage, uh, there is still, still some little left uh, and a little bit more of the estate. We made, we made more of that uh, in 2018. So that'll be around for a few months, but the others are selling down fast. So they are available in many uh, in many uh, bottle shops in uh, in Melbourne and in Sydney and in Queensland. Oh, good. Uh, so you're getting good support. What sort of quantity would you would you make across the the three wines? The most the most we've ever made uh, is in 2018, which is the current release, uh, and that was 1,600 cases, and that was 300 of uh, three 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 and three, I think it was, and three 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 and six. Uh, so 300 each of the three single vineyard wines, homage, lodestone, and garamond, and 600 cases of the uh, of the estate. Mm-hmm. We normally make um, somewhere between 900 and 1200 cases. Uh, so it might be uh, well, you know, sometimes we don't make a, a single vineyard wine because I declassify it into the estate. Yeah. Um, other times there's no estate because the, the single vineyard wines are so good I couldn't find a barrel to declassify. <laughs> uh, but generally, uh, it's, it's um, you know, it might be three, three, three and three. Uh, for example, the, the 2019 vintage, which I'm going to be gravity racking in the course of the next couple of weeks, that looks like a three, 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 three vintage. Um and but uh, we'll have to see. That will mm. take me time to assess the barrels one by one. Yeah. So you keep obviously keeping everything separate and make the decisions. Oh yeah, very much so. Yeah. yeah. Oh yes, great. that's right. Cuvee by cuvee, barrel by barrel. So the wines come in, the grapes come in in small trays. Uh, cool, they're cooled overnight, and then they're uh, they're, they're made um, uh, 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 vineyard by vineyard, mm. uh, and then they're barrel vineyard by vineyard, uh, and then. At the end of the process, which is in, in about now, in the next couple of months, I will assess those barrels one by one. Uh, and if if they are fully expressive and typical of the uh, of of the vineyard, uh, then they're marked according, accordingly, uh, and are destined for a single vineyard uh, into the single into the single vineyard bottling. Uh, but if I consider that they they're not quite uh, good enough for that, uh, then they'll be de- declassified to the estate. Uh, I really must emphasise that all of these wines are outstanding, uh, but uh, I, I consider that a, a single vineyard wine must be the very best of the very best, uh, and, and that's how the estate is produced. And that's why, incidentally, uh, it, it's as good as it is because it, it really is a single vineyard status wine that's just not not quite good enough uh, for uh, for that destination. Uh, and and it's the only wine that's actually a blend of the three vineyards as well, mm. uh, so it gets the benefit of the uh, of the interaction in the bottle uh, of uh, of the three different sources. Yeah, which which is interesting in its own. Uh, it is interesting. Yeah, yeah, there's a winemaker over uh, on the other side of of the bay. Um, it, 
Fynesford or, you know, um, near Geelong, yes, Geelong region. I know where it is. Uh, yeah. so, uh, Scott Ireland from Provenance Wines. Yes. And yes. he does three Chardonnays from different uh, regions, you know, sub-regions, yes. and then he does a blend. Um which, yeah, it's really, it's great to see the, the individual parts and then I agree. the collective. I, I agree. I also, um, I also make the wines clone by clone. So we take Lodestone, for example. Um, the, uh, uh, there, are four, there are four clones, MB6, uh, 777-114-115, which I've always made separately. Uh, but in the last couple of years, I've come to the view uh, that, in fact, the Dijon clones, 114, 115 and 777, uh, are, are best made together. Uh, the, 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 uh, the wine coming from a co-fermenting, a co-fermenting of those three clones is better in terms of the sum of their parts than the individual ones. Isn't that interesting? Uh, it, is, it is interesting. Now, it may be I can't do that every year simply because I don't have vats that are big enough. Mm. Um, that would be a four or five ton, um, oh well, three or four ton that which I can't move physically, uh, and that's a problem. Mm-hmm. So I may not be able to do it every year, but uh, that's certainly my intention. So I agree with you. Uh, blending is is an interesting exercise. Mm. But uh, having said that, I've got no doubt in my mind uh, that uh, a sing that a, a, a brilliant single site uh, best makes a brilliant wine. Uh, by relying on its own type, uh, and that's that's my that's my intention here. Sounds perfect, I reckon. Um, well, I think we need to go and yeah. Well, we can't get all of them this year, can we? Oh, no, no. But no. oh well, yeah, there's still Garamond out there in the bottle shops. Oh, it yeah, won't be. True. It'll be gone very, very, very quickly. Well, I think that's uh, that's the project while we're locked down. <laughs> okay, go and track that down. Uh, Thanks, Simon. Thank you, Kevin, um, and. Good luck. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. So hopefully, um, if there is a dinner, that you're allowed to go to it. <laughs> no, there, there is a dinner and I'm not. <laughs> well. it's, uh, it's the first week of October uh, and uh, I think the prospects of a Victorian being allowed into New South Wales for anything yeah, uh, at that time are zero. Yeah, yeah I think... You- might have to be watching it on Zoom or something. Something, yeah. Yeah. Well, look, good luck, and I look forward to chatting again, and uh, and and maybe thanks, Simon. Seeking you thanks, out. One, thank uh, you for your thank you for your commitment to the industry, and also for taking an interest in uh, in in the nomination. Yep, you're welcome, and uh, yeah, look forward to to following the story and uh, and you. trying those wines. Thank, thank you, you, Kevin. Good morning. See you. Bye. Bye. So Kevin Bell from Hurley Vineyard gets a good story. Hey.